Today is Tuesday, July 2nd, and the long-awaited 2019 NBA free agency has arrived, and it hit like a Category 5 hurricane. You had Woj bombs what seemed like every minute on Twitter, new stories developing, players going everywhere. We've got all that, all your NBA free agency needs. We've got some prosthetic perspective here on today's Episode 4. Going to be a little longer, longer episode just because of how much happened, but it's going to be a great one for you. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out to me over the past three episodes, telling me they actually enjoy it, and saying it genuinely and not just trying to make me feel better, but if you did say it to just make me feel better, I thank you for that. I do really appreciate it. It did make me feel better. So thank you so much. Keep listening. Keep sharing. We're, we bought, we just bought some new mics. We're going to try to get the sound quality better. We're just trying to expand. Just just get better every, every, with every episode. So thank you, and let's get going on this on 2019 NBA Free Agency Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Full Moon Podcast. I'm joined today by recurring guest, Garrett Lynn. Garrett, how we doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, bro, I'm good. David, David Cohan's back. David, how we doing? I'm doing well, how are you, Jack? Any luck with the ladies lately or no? I always have luck with the ladies, boss. Wow, he's back at it again. And newcomer, one of our favorites, most contagious laugh you'll ever hear in your life, Cam Jones. Cam, how the hell are you? Chilling, dude. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. You're, you're freaking looking at it. All right, a lot to get into today. Almost too much, so if we miss something, please don't blame us. There's like, we could be talking for three hours about how much happened. But I think we're going to start with how there was $3 billion dished out for people to play the game of basketball for a living. I mean, as broke college kids, how does that make us feel? Poor. You're speaking for yourself. Very poor. Part, right? All right, you're broke compared to these guys. You can't even say you have money. You are compared to these people. You are broke. So that's, how does it make you feel? There's some role like players. Like how you put like, it. Ro- role players, bro. Dude, Ricky Rubio. I paid fifty million dollars. Yeah. yeah that's Ricky absurd. Rubio. That's absurd. He makes a crazy pass and he makes headlines anyway. Literally, so. just one pass. I guess gives you fifty million dollars. <laughs> I guess we could all do that, huh? So we might as well dive right into it. Obviously, the big headline: Kyrie and KD. Both going to the Nets, also pairing up with DeAndre Jordan. How do we feel about this? Well, I feel like the Nets are going to be overhyped. Katie's not even playing next year, and people are putting them at the top of the East. I don't think they are this year, or not next year at least. No, I agree. And what were they? They were a seven seed this past year in the playoffs. Is that correct? I think they were like the six seed. Seven. Or they were seven or six seed, and I think just Kyrie doesn't even put them in the top four in the East. So. Uh, maybe top four, but I'm not saying any higher. Uh, I think DeAndre Jordan might help a little bit, but they're going to have to wait for KD to do anything. I got to say, though, I like the move, you know what I mean? Because the other team in New York, obviously, doesn't want to win as much as Brooklyn or the Brooklyn does, so I like the move. No, I agree. I think I think the Nets really uh, said, you're my little bro to the Knicks. It's kind of like the the Knicks are the older bro who was really good in high school and now is just washed up and, like, working at Walmart in his hometown, and the Nets are the little bro who just signed a scholarship to go play football in Michigan and is going to the league. That's, that's really what it seems like here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, 
the Nets are basically saying if the if the Knicks want to keep winning 17 games every year, then that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. And so, kind of on to the Knicks. It's kind of just funny because this is this is how this is perspective of a Knicks fan right now. Early April, they thought it was going to be Zion, KD, and Kyrie, and now it's July 2nd. It's Taj Gibson, Julius Randle, and Bobby Portis. That that's just depressing. If I was a Knicks fan, I actually don't know what I would do with myself. I think I might just take the easy way out and just become a Nets fan. I'm not gonna lie. Like that's that's brutal. Is that I, even I, a bandwagon? No. I, I can't blame them if they switch over at this point. I can't blame them. Like I really can't. What do you do if you're a Knicks fan? Like honestly. Burn your jerseys and sell them for twenty dollars each. But yeah, you, you can't support them at all, right? You no. can't go to any games. You oh, can't I'm not buy even anything by Madison Square Garden. No. I'm going the opposite direction. I, I think seen near that. And place. I think that uh, video that Stephen A. put out of him just staring out the window, very depressed, and Molly just comes up and gives him a hug. I, I think that's every Knicks <laughs> fan right think now. <laughs> I think they'd have a better chance signing Stephen A. Smith to a four-year deal. No, I agree. I, I mean, he can at least stroke the three ball a little bit, <laughs> but I mean. It's just, I don't know how you're the New York Knicks. Your stadium is in the middle of New York City. You're just a globally known brand, and no one wants to come play for you. Like, that's how bad you are. That's how much people, like, don't like James Dolan and what they really think of the Knicks. Because the Brooklyn Nets in 2014 were god-awful. The Celtics basically just robbed them of all their picks, so they had no room to rebuild, and all of a sudden, here they are. The What is the most talked about? team in basketball right now it's good for them though yeah no definitely good for them but i just i just think it's kind of crazy how just the nets were nobodies with no picks and all of a sudden they have kd Kyrie, deandre jordan and in two years are going to be competing in the east can't wait to look forward to is uh the nets and the two volatile personalities of kevin durant and Kyrie irving how that's gonna mesh together can only imagine what's gonna happen between those two yeah, they're probably going to bump heads. I mean, both of them like to get in screaming matches with their teammates, it looks like. So, I mean, you never know what they're going to do to each other when they don't want to pass the ball. Yeah, I agree. But I think one thing that kind of gives them hope is that they chose to play with each other. It's not like kind of a forced trade thing. So hopefully that kind of just helps them and the fact that they want to play with each other, so hopefully they'll get along. And obviously they're friends already. Well, Kevin Durant chose to play with the Warriors, and that didn't stop Draymond Green from telling them to get the – you know, get out of here. Yeah, you're never going to know what's going to happen three years like what happened in Golden State when everything just broke down. That is very true. Draymond's going to Draymond. I guess he's just kind of more vocal, a little more of a hothead, Pat more passionate than Kyrie, but I guess Kyrie's just a weird guy. Well, Kyrie's very passive-aggressive, and I wonder where you learned that from. Yeah, he's LeBron. just a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyrie's just a dickhead. We'll just put it out there. He's, he's a dickhead. Like, it's bad. When we saw him on the Celtics... As Celtics fans, we were all excited. We finally got Kyrie, and then he just turned out to just be a dumpster fire. Didn't want to be there. We didn't want him there in the end. I think I'm, I'm happy to see him go. I don't get how a man says halfway through a year that he's gonna, he'd like to return back to Boston, and then three weeks later something happens in his head and just flips a switch. It's hilarious looking back on it now that that, that video is circulating Twitter again of him saying, if you will take me, I want to resign no, next we year. Don't want you anymore. Yeah, we don't want you anymore. We we have Kemba now. How hyped are we about the Kemba Walker free agency signing? I'm excited. Yeah, it's a good signing. Um, I don't know if the Celtics are a better team because you know you lose Al Horford as well. I don't know if he'll be a better team, but I like the Kemba fit more than Kyrie. I like the Kemba fit, but I also like the Ennis Cantor fit. 
Yeah. I think Ice Cantor can come in and average 10 rebounds a game, physical on defense. I like the fact that Kemba hasn't won anything yet, so he can be more humble than Kyrie rather than knocking down the game-winning shot in game hungry. seven. Hungry as hell. Yeah, hungry. That's what I like. No, I think they both, as them signing in free, as free agents, kind of just shows they really want to be here. They want to be in Boston. As Boston fans, we really love when someone gives their all for the city, for the team. We appreciate that, and we, we make them feel good about it as fans. So I think I really like how they want to win in Boston. They want to do it for the fans, do it for the city. They want to do it for themselves. And I really think that Kemba's just going to be a way better fit kind of in the system and accept Brad's coaching, kind of not Kyrie just playing just straight iso ball and kind of not really getting along with his teammates, just wanting to do his own thing. I think Kemba's going to be, be all buddy-buddy with his teammates, get along, fit in the system. Yeah, that and then along with Gordon Hayward being uh, another year removed from his uh, gruesome injury that he had, I think that will definitely help the Celtics as well. Because he saw with Paul George, he wasn't the same player in the first year back from his broken leg. So I think, but then, you know, come year two, year three, he looked a lot better, more like Paul George. I expect to see the same thing from Gordon Hayward, which will certainly help the Celtics. You got the maturity of uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, too, over the years. So hopefully they'll be a big contributor this year. For sure. And I think that them being shown as in uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, that they're a priority to the Celtics. I think that gives them a lot more confidence because they were really showing that this offseason, kind of when everything was going down. They 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 were in talks for the AD trade, and they obviously didn't want to get rid of Tatum. They didn't trade Brown for him. So I think that gives them a lot of confidence going in. Yeah, with uh, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, you know, the Celtics held on to him in trade talks, you know, going back to Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and now Anthony Davis. Are we sold? Like with keeping Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for the years to come for the Celtics? Uh, I'd say we're sold on Jason Tatum. I'm not sold on Jalen Brown just yet. Uh, I'd say before I say we're sold on both, I'm giving it two years. Uh, after that, if I don't see enough production, I feel like you have to ship one of them at least because they're valuable assets. Yeah, at least. But I like I like the defense that um, Jalen Brown comes off the bench with. And um, he come with a lot of energy too. Uh, Terry Rozier brings that too. Uh, Jason Tatum, yeah, I'm he's sold. gone though, yeah. But um, I'm kind of with you, Garrett. I think we've definitely passed up on a lot of stars to kind of keep these guys and keep this young core to really build for the future and really be successful years down the line. So if I think if they don't pan out and maybe Tatum blows up and he doesn't want to come back in free agency, which I'm praying doesn't happen. I hope he signs his five year max whenever that happens with us in Boston. But I think. It really needs to pay off, or we're going to look back on it and be like, we should have pulled the trigger for a star. Well, I just look at Kawhi Leonard, you know, and what he won with in Toronto. If you pair Kawhi Leonard with, you know, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford probably too as well. If you, I mean, that's probably a championship right there, right? And then Kyrie probably be more inclined to stay. Kyrie, you know, and Kawhi Leonard for years to come. For sure. The only thing that really that scares me about that me. is that, like, the reports of, on Kawhi is that he really wants to be in L.A., with the Clippers or the Lakers, so... Yeah, who says you get a big free agent and he just wants to stay after those couple of years? No, I, I think, I think the, like, it, if he if he would have worked with Kyrie and we would have taken a chance and got Kawhi, I think there definitely would have been a better chance, like you said, for him to stay. But I think that's just a huge gamble, especially because it's like, being in Boston is kind of a, it seems like an acquired taste kind of for a star to come here. They really want to work. Well, Boston, the city of Boston has, like, a certain toughness about it that, like, you just don't see everywhere. 100%. That's why I love it. I think that's why we all love it. That's why, like, Tom Brady works. You know what I mean? you you got to buy into the system. 100%. Because the haters are going to say system quarterback. We're going to go to football. We'll be all right. System works. I agree, though. System does work. It's just 
just the overall of Boston. We like people who work hard. We like people who win. It's a winning culture here. So I agree. That's why we love Marcus Smart. Winning plays. Dude. Winning plays. When I see him flailing all around the court, it, it just gets me excited, man. Just start him at center. Yes, it does. We should start him. That's facts. Get him the jump ball, have him guarding Joel Embiid. You know he's going to die for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fought for it, too. Yeah. That's whatever, though. But getting back to the Kawhi Leonard thing, like, would you have taken just one championship, you know, if you knew that Kawhi mm-hmm. was going to leave and, Ka- and uh, Kyrie would leave after one year, but you were going to championship, or would you take the future that the Celtics has have uh, with Jalen and Jason Tatum? That's tough. Oh, I'm taking, I'm taking the future. We got enough ban- banners right now. If the future can produce a couple more than just one season would, I'm going with it. Yeah, I'm taking the future. Definitely the future. My that's, take, like, that's like what the Pelicans did. My take on that yeah. is, I think, I think what plays in us taking the future is that we're fans of Boston, and Boston wins so many championships. So, like, we want to win, but we want sustained winning. I think we're not like a desperate city like Toronto, who all they want to do is just have that one championship. And they got it this year with the Raptors, and they're, they're obviously satisfied with it. But I think if we were to get that one championship with Kawhi, it'd be it'd be nice. But then our Celtics, what, what would they be? It's bittersweet. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think just because like of like what we've grown up watching, the teams we've grown up liking, and just the winning culture and just seeing all the championships – we want sustained winning, not just we, we wouldn't want to go all in for just that 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 uh one championship. And I think that just kinda is a thing for our fan base. This is gonna be what the Patriots are gonna do when the Tom Brady Bill Belichick era ends, is what the Celtics are doing right now. You know what I mean? Like building up for that future. Not winning right now, but they're gonna get ready for winning in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when that era moves on, you still football still goes on, you know what I mean? You gotta move on. I agree. And I think when you think back to the 2008 Celtics, you think, like, how nice it was that year. Obviously, we were all young, but just knowing – we know how nice it was to win with KG, Paul Pierce, Rondo. Shut up, Paul Pierce, the GOAT. Anyway, um, but we, like, this – I can't say we because we're on the team, but the Boston Celtics, it was tough a lot of years after that. And now we've kind of, like, seen the light. We're in the good days again, so – well, I'm just, you know, we think back, it's like, it's been like since, what, 2014, since, you know, KG, Paul Pierce were traded. We've been waiting for like five, six years now for like a winner, and it hasn't come yet. So how much longer are we willing to wait, though? That's very true. People bring that up all the time in the media, you know what I mean? Like, people are always hyping up the Celtics and stuff, but we need to see performance, too, you know what I mean? I agree. And the dangerous word is potential. We've been yeah. hearing potential, 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 first round or first overall pick. That's, when we turn that potential into actual uh, product on the court. That's a very good like point. Actual championships. That's a very good point. What is this going to be Jalen Brown's fourth year, Jason Tatum's third? Yeah. I think it, it's really that kind of mark where they really need to start producing. They need yeah. to start showing us something. something that They need to start showing us that they're worth keeping for all these freaking passing up on all these stars. Right. Now that Kyrie's gone, it's now like it's time for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown to turn into superstars. Not just stars, but like superstars. And I agree, and I think people who are listening to this and hearing us talk about this maybe could bring up that maybe the Stars wouldn't have come here. They like The teams wouldn't accept the trades. The Celtics have had the most assets in the league since that Brooklyn trade in 2014. Like, if the Celtics were to offer probably any of these players or with these picks to any team, they'd probably give up their Stars. For, for the teams that are obviously lower and they are, they're looking to shop these Stars, but I, I think... If back in a couple years, a couple years ago, when we we're in the market for Paul George, in the market for Kawhi, in the market for Anthony Davis, 
obviously, if they're going to give up Tatum, Brown, some of these picks, you can't say no. Like it's it's like what the Lakers offer the Pelicans, just way better players. Yeah, let's send the whole team. You know, what literally, I mean? literally, everyone must go. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I guess rebuild. While we're on that subject, I guess we can touch on the Lakers real quick. They have three players on their roster right now. Yeah, some pretty good players. Good players, but there's three of them. You need at least probably what nine to survive in the NBA, nine or ten. More than that, actually, really, yeah. it's a long season. They're playing a dangerous game. Very dangerous. Kawhi's kind of just holding them hostage right now. They can't make any moves. They have this cap space. They can't make any moves because they don't know what Kawhi's doing. I'm just waiting for Kawhi to um, pull like a uh, that he's going to like Clippers or going back to Toronto, but just holding out mm. long enough for the Lakers not to get like any decent players in free agency because everything just to screw them. Yes, everything happens so fast in the first day that most of the quality players are off the board, and the Lakers are just sitting here now. Where it's either Kawhi or it's going to be a shit show for them. Woohoo, we got Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are, you gonna, what are the Lakers going to do, though, when they if they do get Kawhi and they have all four of those players? I mean, you got to sit one. I mean, is Kyle Kuzma come off the bench or you're going to put him at the two? No, yeah. Because you have Kawhi and LeBron, power forward, small forward. A- AD's going to have to play center. What are you putting, Kyle Kuzma at the two guard? Honestly. Either that or squids. If they really wanted <laughs> yeah. to do it, one we've seen other. LeBron handle the ball so many times, they could honestly just run him at point. That's going to wear him down. And then he'd have to guard yeah, point guard. Yeah, he's going to guard. Very true. He, we know LeBron was like playing defense. That is, that is very true. That's you a good point. all this year. That's a very good point. And, man, even if they get Kawhi, I think it'll make Lakers fans and it'll make them feel a little bit like, not a little bit, but a lot better at kind of where they're sitting. But they're still going to have no bench. They're going to have no one. They're going to have Rondo again. Might end up with just JaVale McGee again. Like, well, they're going to yeah. have to sign just a bunch of players to that minimum. Exactly. And they're, they're not going to be any good players. No. Too many Chiefs, not too many Indians. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need some Indians. Facts. <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that the other day. Who said that? Oh, it was Jalen Rose. It was Jalen Rose. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the Lakers thing, and Kawhi's just holding him hostage. So... Back to the Celtics, I'm sorry. It kind of ties into the 76 as well, but Al Horford, how the hell could you do this to Celtic Nation? You were like our guy. Like, we relied on you. Like, you were our guy who was a Celtic. We, You were our leader. Like, if in, if anyone was in question, it was anyone but you. You were, I don't even know what to say. I'm just really disappointed that, one, he's leaving. Two, he's going to the 76ers. I, it just feels like a slap in the face. I mean, I'm sad to see him go, but, like, I understood the part of him, like, trying to maximize his um, years left in the NBA with getting the most money possible, but just basically any other team besides the 76 Any team. other team, man. Like, he was our guy. Like, he was a Celtic. He, he bled green. He gave us all. He, like, we loved him. He was like our Isaiah Thomas. He It's like he was the exact opposite of a Kyrie. Like, we loved him. He was a team guy. He gave us all. And I'm just disappointed, man, that it had to be the 76ers because he makes them just so much better. And out of everyone, that's like our rival. Oh, my God. A couple years, two young cores, and he would would just go there. Yeah, so, I mean, back to free agency. 76ers, obviously they lose Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, but they replace him. Tobias Harris stays, and then they replace him. Don't replace J.J., but they get Al Horford. So the starting lineups now, Ben Simmons. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. I, I just thought of this. You wouldn't give Jimmy Butler a max, but you'd give it to Tobias Harris a max and then pay Al Horford that much money. 
Is that really that smart with Al Horford being that old? I mean, I know Jimmy Butler's a hothead, but... I know. I, I think part of it was, it seemed like, I remember hearing that just the Heat seemed like the only place that wanted to pay him, like the full... Like that full amount of money. I think be, there can't be too many organizations that are willing to give him a four year, a four year freaking contract like that. I agree. The Celtics are too smart not to. Yeah, no, I agree. And they I almost think, weren't too smart three years ago. Well, <laughs> and I think it works out because I think I like where their team's at right now. I think when Joel Embiid's not feeling good, Al Horford's gonna be there to kind of catch him. When last year. It was kind of like when Joel Embiid was out and he was hurt in those playoffs. It was kind of like, uh oh, like. 76ers are in trouble, and I think now Al kind of gives Joel a little buffer. It's kind of take his rest, do what that he wants. That's some leadership by Al to oh. maturity that seems like that team probably definitely needs. I agree with you 100%. Al Horford teach Ben Simmons how to shoot a three. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> kind of like a bow and arrow like hey, he does. But. Ben Simmons learns how to shoot <laughs> the three. I just wish they could have kept J.J. Redick. Yeah, for sure. And kind of we're kind of just bouncing around here, but J.J. going to NOLA, they're – I'm not going to say they're even contender, but I think that makes them fun to watch. Too. Fun to watch, gives them some veteran leadership, puts shooting around Zion, and I think they, I think that that kind of puts them in the playoffs maybe as a lower seed, and kind of just helps them build for their future. Because obviously he's not going to be a part of it when they are really good, but when they're really good, we can look back on it and be like, okay, JJ kind of helped anchor it. He was a shooting around Zion to help develop. And I think he's going to play a big piece in the development of this team. Well, just uh, based off for next year, uh, if Zion is better than we think, like right out the gate, this team I think could definitely make the playoffs, like a dark horse team in the West, and possibly give the whoever's the one seed a uh, run for their money, depending on like where Kawhi goes. No, I agree 100%. Jones, how are your thoughts on uh, Zion and New Orleans Pelicans next year? I'm going to like it. Especially because all these young young players coming around him and stuff. I mean, they've all been been in the league for a couple of years, so they know a way uh, around the NBA and how it works and stuff. And they'll teach him the ways. And I think they'll be a good team for what they have. I think that was a smart move on the Pelicans to, you know, send away with AD, do it, do away with that error because it wasn't working, and um, to get these young players and see what they can do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%, and I think it's going to be fun to watch. And while we're kind of – we've been in the Eastern Conference a lot. While we're talking with the Western Conference, I know we're kind of bouncing around here, but we'll talk some Western Conference. D'Lo to the Warriors. Do you guys like it or no? I love it. You love uh, it? I mean, he's going to be there while Clay Thompson's out, but Clay Thompson's going to be back in, what, March next year? Yeah. Give him six weeks to get into conditioning. He'll be ready for playoffs, and you're going to have D'Lo, uh, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson in the backcourt. So when I first saw it, though – I was kind of like, obviously, I think it's still going to be a good move, but I was kind of like, I was kind of shocked. I was like, okay, how's that kind of going to fit? And so how do, how do you think that is going to fit? What do you think you're going to do, run Curry, Clay, D'Lo, or do you think you're going to run Curry, uh, D'Lo, Clay? I don't know how it's going to fit. I think that all comes down to when Clay gets back. Um, they just kind of have to toy around with it like the Warriors do with lineups. Yeah. Not going to lie, I can't see shit. Right now. <laughs> Jones is in the middle of the sun, so... Shit, I, I'm going to go cover that window. You guys talk. You guys talk. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, well, when you, get, when you got Curry and uh, D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt, you expect no defense. Expect yeah, no I, defense. You expect no a defense lot of be offense. You'll get offense, but you're going to get no defense. The games are going to be like 150 to like 140 next year for the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors will be winning that game. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. The only person on that team that will play defense, and Iggy's not even there anymore, is Draymond. He can't guard all five people. But he guards one through five. Yeah, but he can't guard all five at once. 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to be their center next year, too? Jordan Bell? Kevon Looney? Dude, I would love if Jordan Bell was their center. He's a freak athlete. Freak athlete, undersized, though, for a center. Yeah, they really should have signed Taco Fall. Yeah, the Celtics got him. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> that's, that's size. Yeah, so kind of staying in the Western Conference, obviously Kristaps staying in the Mavs. I think they're going to be good next year. Mavs also, they got um, Goran Dragic, too. You're going to give him a, a little yeah. bit to recover, too. We don't know what he's going to look like. Yeah, but, I mean, what kind of – I feel like – Everyone kind of freaks out about injuries, which they should, and everyone's always in question about how they're going to come back. I'm going to freak out think, if he's a seven-footer who's got a skinny frame. Yeah, but I think nowadays it's just like we've seen people come back from – like Sean Livingston snapped his leg, and he played at a championship level. Paul George snapped his leg. He was kind of in the talks for MVP this year. I he think, was filthy. Yeah, he was, he was filthy. And I think just kind of like – just kind of seeing how people have – People recover nowadays with all the medicine and medical advancements. I think it's like it's a it's a safe bet to say they'll maybe not be back completely, but they'll be good again. That's what they thought about Marcus Cousins, but he's not doing what he used to. Marcus Cousins also looks fat. Yes, that is very true. Yeah, he, he was losing pounds, get on that dream. He was definitely out of shape, and we got to remember it pounds. wasn't his Achilles though. It was his what hamstring or quad. Well, he tore his Achilles he last his Achilles, year. Achilles, yeah, 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 but I'm talking about this year when he came back. He was obviously recovering. But yeah, then, obviously, it was the quad that oh, really, really set him out. He's out of shape. Yeah, but that's his problem. Yeah, too. That's on him. That's what the us. Warriors needed, though. An injury? Not an injury, no. Oh. Just a big body yeah, no, that I can agree. actually yeah, score a little that can a decent bit. Yeah. So now, nothing really major happened with the Nuggets. Jamal Murray got extended. Oh, can we just take a second to realize that Michael Porter Jr. is back? He is back, back on the Nuggets. And he's going to get buckets this Nuggets year. No, are going to be good again. Nuggets are going to be good again. They had the two seed in the West last year. I think they're going to be good. The Trailblazers, they're going to be good again. Dame, CJ. I don't see it. You don't they see it? Cantor, it's the same duo every year. They're not, you know what I mean? They're, I don't think they got better. They didn't get good enough. But. It's, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same two every year. Yeah. They run it back every they single lost year. they some key players. No, that's you saw what true. Seth Curry he beat four for 20 Russell Westbrook, you know that, what I mean? I, th- I do think losing – I never thought I'd say it, but I do think losing Seth Curry does hurt. Um, I mean, get, is getting Hassan Whiteside getting you to the NBA Finals? No. no. That's also no, Hassan Whiteside in that Jimmy Butler sign-and-trade. Also, these sign-and-trades, man, confusing as hell. Yeah, Gary, Gary explain them for us. You, you sign somebody for your team, then you kind of, like, trade them, I guess. Uh, it, it, I think that's what it is. You kind of like, yeah, trade like in, the, in the Jimmy Butler signing trade, there were four teams involved. Like I just so many moving pieces. I don't completely understand that. You sign them like on the original team, but then you trade them to the other team. It's like max, max yeah, like these salaries. Just like give me headaches. D'Lo and there are picks in there. D'Lo was a signing trade. The Warriors gave up, and then you can send them five million dollars. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, why would you just throwing away money? You know, it's why just why ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, yourself. So Hassan Whiteside makes his way over to Portland. And through the um, signing trade for Jimmy Butler. That's brutal going from Miami to Portland. Oh, my Just, God. Just, like, lifestyle change. Jesus. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. As long as he's not going to Toronto. I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah. It's a whole other country. Yeah. And I think kind of a lot of the Western Conference kind of just is kind of waiting on Kawhi. I think if Kawhi. I think the league's waiting on Kawhi. Yeah, the, whole, the league really league. is. If Kawhi goes anywhere but the Lakers, the league is for the first time in a while balanced and like it's that's gonna be so fun it's if that going happens. to be so fun like 
I, dude, I'm excited. You said it's going to be like, Clippers? like we know it's not going to be the Warriors or the freaking LeBron. Like it's going to, it's actually going to be a toss up. Like you could actually just put a bunch of teams out there and you can be like, you, we don't know. Like we actually don't know who's going to win. And it's going to be fun to watch. And this is big, too, because if he doesn't stay in Toronto, he's going to be in the West. Yeah. That opens up the East even I think more, if he right? stays in Toronto, I think next year, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna, they're going to be my favorite to repeat. I think if yeah, he stays in Toronto, I'm going to call him a doctor. Why? He needs to get his head checked. Oh, yeah. No, no, sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> he that got one, a key to the city, though. That one he did get out. a key to the city. He got a key to the city. <laughs> like, if I was him, I wouldn't stay. But anyway, kind of transitioning back over to the East. Do you guys think the Pacers are legit in the East now after adding Malcolm Brogdon? With Victor Oladipo back? With Victor Oladipo, with the rebounding of Sabonis. Well, they lost, uh, um, who was it, Bogdan Bogdanovich, right? Yeah. He was a key, yeah, key piece. He was filthy, actually. He was Jack that bad. I hated that For guy, For what though. he was, he wasn't that bad. He was a prick. In that Celtic series, I hated that guy, pricks. dude. I just wanted to reach the screen and punch him in the face, dude. I'll tell you that right now. I went yeah. to uh, the Celtics game like, right before they entered the playoffs, and they, um, they were nice. playing... Yeah, must be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, play, they're playing the paces or whatever. I honestly think that Bogdanovich had like thirty. He dropped Probably. like thirty. Just 100%. with Kyrie I honestly too. Think I remember that game. Yeah, he was filthy. No, I agree. And they, them, and uh, this is bad on my part. Why? Why am I blanking on their center's name right now? Miles Turner. I'm an idiot. That's my bad. Sabonis, Miles Turner, Victor Oladipo, and Malcolm Brogdon. Is there small forward? I don't know. We 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 don't know they're small forward. Anyway, we think they're going to be legit. They're going to be legit. So, kind of just looking over all these freaking tree free tree agent free Holy. agent signings. <laughs> looking at all of these free agent signings. I mean, Magic kind of stayed Magic. They Tampering. were all right this year. Tampering yeah. with that with it being legal. Yeah. I, just kind of looking at free agency overall, this is weird. It kind of felt like like how like freshmen in high school, you're not allowed to talk to them until their junior year, but they're getting offers from like Ohio State, their freshman year, they're like a quarterback. It's like... Yeah, I never Woj, understood that. Woj, Woj is also God, but first off, Woj is just out here like a week before being like Kemba Walker signing with like the exact numbers, like a four-year, whatever it was, million-dollar deal. He was like... Signing, four-year, $141 million deal. Like, he knew that days in advance. And I think the league just kind of just turned their back and they say, do what you want, have, have a go at it. Well, I like how they moved it up to yeah. a Sunday night. It was the most exciting Sunday o'clock. night I've had since the Super Bowl, probably. <laughs> we miss football a lot. Bad. Bad. Like, I just can't wait for the freaking Hall of Fame game. That's dog shit football, but I just can't wait for that freaking game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Also, Woj. Okay, this is this is my thing on Woj. Can you say his he name was, for me real quick? Adrian Wojnowski. Uh, yeah, I just wanted right. to hear you pronounce it. That's a good <laughs> job. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> High five. Anyway, I need to I need to get your guys' take on this because it was and honestly, like it was cool. Like it's cool that he has all the ins and he like is just saying things before they happen. Like he's God. But like during the draft, after like the fifth pick. I was kind of annoyed. Like, I was refreshing Twitter, and you know me. I got my Woj notifications on as well, so they're just popping up. Right, right. He's like, he was Three telling us. He was telling us what was going to happen. I'm like, Woj, like, like, put it away, dude. Like, we get it. You got a big one. 
Like, you don't need to flex <laughs> on us. You don't need to keep flexing on us like this. Like, you know shit. Like, we get it. Like, just let me enjoy it. Yeah. Kind of the like same it. thing as free agency. Like, we were like, yeah, I kind of want to know what happens, but at the same time, you don't need to tell me where literally everyone is going. Like, Jesus. I don't know. I don't like it in the draft at all because I like watching the draft. Yeah. Kind of like it in free agency because I'm not going to watch free agency right. on ESPN. Yeah, I'm with you on yeah. that one. Eight hours straight. I'm yeah, I get just it. check my Twitter notifications. But, like, I just think, like. But I do he, miss it, that breaking news, like, the yeah. report of the ESPN notification. Right. Like, it's cool. It's cool that he has all the scoops, and, like, it's always cool when you hear, like, the development of a story. But, like, then when he actually comes out and it's, like, Thursday and you're really excited for Sunday, and he's like, yeah, he's going here. Yeah, yeah, but you know he like, feels like uh, the shit that he knows all this. Oh, <laughs> he's the man. I can't. He I'd be doing, I would be doing the same exact thing, but. When do you think the last time he slept? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, he hasn't <laughs> slept in days. He hasn't slept in days. He hasn't slept since before the draft. Yesterday was the Super Bowl. Yeah, he performed very well. Very well. No, I think he performed the best last year during the draft. When he was using the dictionary basically on every single word. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was really good. I mean, he's kind of just stepped onto the scene as a just powerhouse in the media industry. He is like that guy. Everyone knows Woj. Like, it's yeah. just Woj now. All right, so we've kind of been doing a poor job of just bouncing around here. I th- I can't believe we forgot Clay Thompson signed a five-year with the Warriors, staying home. He put out that Instagram post today that said, hashtag warrior for life. And it was just the off. I mean, not the office. David's got to put that in my head. The Wolf of Wall Street scene. <laughs> Where he's like, I'm not blank leaving. I'm not <clears throat> leaving. <clears throat> so just to touch more upon the whole free agency thing, because I feel like we've got in-depth in the teams, I'm just going to list off some more free agent signings that we might not have talked about. Who do we got here? We got Vucevic, if that's how you pronounce it, going to the Magic. Obviously, we got Boogie Cousins undecided. Bogdanovich to the Jazz. That's that's a good that's a good call for the Jazz. That's a good little pick up there. Yeah, with Donovan Jazz looking pretty good, dude. That Mike Conley trade. I don't know how we haven't talked about that. Mike Conley, big ad for the Jazz. Yeah, Jazz are looking pretty good right now. I agree with Donovan Mitchell. Always love Donovan Mitchell. They traded Grayson Allen though. That's messed up. So like they're just obviously not going to be as good ever again. But um, he's in NOLA obviously with Zion. So it's just Duke City in NOLA. Donovan Mitchell is a regular season animal. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he no really is. You got to respect. Regular season animal. Brooke Lopez signing a $52 million deal, staying in Milwaukee. Yeah, overpaid. Oh, Obviously. Overpaid. Yeah, I agree, overpaid. But there one are, bro, there there are so many people that are being overpaid. Yeah, I mean, but he's Her- way too overpaid. Harrison Barnes, Sacramento no. Kings, four years, $85 million? What else are they going to spend their money on? Bro. I think that's literally what the problem was. They had there was so much money to be spent that they were just making it rain on some of these just like mediocre players at best. I guess Harrison Barnes is a little bit better than mediocre at best. He, he was yeah, he's good. He's a bucket. He was a bucket, but I mean, still, Brook Lopez, like we said, for two million dollar deal. Robin, how much? Fifty two million. Okay. Robin, his brother, trying to come join him. Twin brother. Twin brother, not just brother. Twin Both brother. Both ugly. Marcus Morris. Still a free agent, really hoping he comes back to Boston. Love no, that I honestly hope that him and his brother team up. In Boston. I could do in Boston. Money. That'd be sick. That there's not enough money for that. But, like, they should just take a pay cut because they're so gritty. And, like, they fit Boston, and I love them. Yeah, uh, like Morris, Morris Brothers, if you guys are listening to this podcast, please take a pay cut and stay in Boston, please. I'll do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, I wish everyone who's listening anything. to this podcast could see how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the back to the list. We got Patrick Beverly, forty million dollar deal, staying with the Clippers, three years. I love Patrick Beverly. He's a he's a dog and yeah, a half. He's a pit bull. He is a pit bull, like little man syndrome. He, <laughs> bad. He's what Jake Plume wishes he was. Yeah. <laughs> Jake's our buddy who just likes to run his mouth and just can't. He likes catch to dish the podcast too. So. Yeah, he does. Twice now, uh, but that, that's a different story. Anyway, Thaddeus Young to the Bulls. Thaddeus Young, forty-one million. Why? I would. I wish I could see your. Yeah, I, I don't know about Terry that, Rozier. Love Scary Terry, fifty-eight million. Oh yeah, he I, deserved I, it. I, yeah, he, I, yeah, get he, Terry he, out of here. He, really? Get him out of here. He was awful last season. He did, he did. He was awful last season. The only reason everyone thought he should got paid was the playoffs. Dude, I love him though. I think it's just because he was pissed off about the backstab because of Kyrie. Yeah, no, I agree. leading him to the inter- Eastern Conference and then oh, his nope, playoff run was overhyped. His playoff run was overhyped. His playoff run was overhyped the year before. Really? Yeah, he had he, he had a couple he had a couple good games against Eric Bledsoe, but other than that, he wasn't he wasn't uh, he didn't have that great of a playoff run. I he don't told, think. and then last year he wasn't even, he wasn't good at, good at all. He, he didn't little, take that step forward. He little broke Eric Bledsoe though. So how do you think he's going to do that? He made Eric Bledsoe his little B. I mean, he'll get numbers, but I mean, it'll be insignificant because he's in short. I want to hear his numbers. That he gets next year? Yeah. 15, 5, and 2. With, I mean, he gets boards, though, so you got to give him five, five or six rebounds. I'm not going to lie. He gets boards. He'll get three. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, back to the, anyway, Jeremy Lamb to the Pacers kind of makes him a little bit better. I kind of like it. Terrence Ross, the Magic, $54 million for Terrence, Ro- for Terrence Ross. That's another why. Wesley Matthews, two-year minimum deal. Dude. Where? To the, oh, my bad. To the Bucks. Gives them. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a good I like that. Bucks make I mean, solid signings. Back, like, back in like 2011-2014 when Ma- Wesley Matthews was on the Trailblazers, he was my guy in 2K. That was like pre CJ McCollum and Wesley Matthews was CJ McCollum before there was CJ McCollum. He was eating. They just need Bucks just need consistent shooters. Yeah, and I think if, that's if what he Wesley is. can grind, yeah, that's what yeah, he that's can give him. Rudy Gay stays with the Spurs. Danny Green, Darren Collison, undecided. I think uh, those Darren those Collison are, retired. Oh my yeah. god, I saw that. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Darren I've heard Lakers, Lakers Danny Green news. Too. Danny Green is actually going to be huge wherever he signs because you know he's not. Gonna, he's going to sign to a championship caliber team. And wherever he signs, he's going to boost them. So I, I think, think he that's falls great. Derek Rose to the Pistons. We all love Derek Rose. I mean, we all wish he was still Derek Rose of the past, but I'm Which glad. he signed with the actual winner. Yeah, I agree. But he's getting. They probably didn't want to pay him as much. Pistons. Him and Blake Griffin going to run it up. Do you just say and the Pistons Andre winners? No, I wish he went to a winner. No, wish he oh, like a winning winner. team that's going to actually compete. Aminu to the Magic. Still, I mean, they'll still win forty-five games and just call it good. If they win that. Yeah. Actually, um, Marco Fultz will carry him. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Alfred Payton to the Knicks. Mm. So exciting yeah, for the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, we skip mm. like that. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Crazy hit. I just, I still don't <laughs> wow, know. Wow, that's a Woj boss. <laughs> I still don't know how you can be a Knicks fan. It just has to be god-awful. Seth Curry, we talked about to the Mavericks. We love that. Corey Joseph to the Kings. I, the Kings are just the Kings. They're in Sacramento. They went to the playoffs last year. Yeah, but I mean, they're still in Sacramento. We're not going to hear about them unless they make like a highlight play dunk. You don't hear about De'Aaron Fox at all. 
Like you kind of do, but just him not and Marvin Bagley. That's your guy. Marvin Bagley, dude guy. That's your guy. He is my guy. He was first team all rookie, but like that's your guy. That is my guy. He's yeah, from Duke. Three sixty alley bro. That's kind of cool. But what I'm saying is, you just don't hear about them. They're in Sacramento, bro. You just don't. You don't hear about them. It's like why you didn't hear. You only heard about the Pelicans because of Anthony Davis, but now you're gonna hear, obviously hear about him a lot because of Zion. But it, it's very similar to that. So, we could honestly talk for two more hours at least about this stuff, but we know you guys have lives, and if you're still listening to this, which I really hope you are, because we're at the 40-minute mark here, we're just going to give you our favorite moves of free agency, and then we're going to kind of wrap it up. So, Garrett, how about you start? Uh, My favorite move is uh, Kemba to the Celtics, mainly because I think he'll fit the point guard role better than Kyrie did, and I think he'll help the locker room as well, not being so toxic like Kyrie was. All right, David? Uh, I'm going to have to say deloading the Warriors. I think he makes them a championship-caliber team still, uh, and he's going to help significantly when Klay Thompson is gone. I think it was the smartest thing they could have done. Even with no bench? Because I know the Warriors' bench was a big part in their kind of dynasty. Do you really think their bench was that important? I, I really think it was with Iggy. I Sean think Langston. that they could come. They still have Sean Livingston. Livingston. They don't have Iggy, though. Yeah. I know. Iggy's going to hurt a lot, but, I mean, they're still going to be a playoff team. That's why D. Russell uh, – the loading is going to help him so much. Irebko right. making a miscellaneous threes. <laughs> 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 All right, Jones, your favorite move? I got to say the Pelicans, you know what I mean? Just realizing that you can't win right now with Anthony Davis and getting back all these all these picks and all these players and stuff and just sitting back and just waiting a couple years for these players to form and develop and stuff. and I, They'll be good yeah, in, I, in a few years. I agree. I think they are definitely probably one of the the most successful teams this offseason. And mine, as much as I hate to say it and hate to admit it. Don't do it. It's Al Horford, the freaking 76ers. Uh, as you can tell, I'm hurting about it. I freaking loved Al. He was so reliable. Every time he stepped on the floor, you know he was bringing his A game. You know he was going to have at least five post shots a game where you were going to be like, Al, what the hell are you doing? But then it just swishes. Like that was a guarantee from Al every time. I'm going to miss seeing that. It's going to suck playing against him. But I, for the 76ers, I think it just brings stability to the locker room, gives Joel Embiid a shoulder to lean on, bails him out sometimes. I think he's still going to just put up big numbers for them, and I think he really elevates them to in talks with, even if Kawhi does stay, I think it's still a toss-up with them, Milwaukee and Toronto, to kind of make it to the championship. Yeah, good move, though. Definitely a good move for the 76ers. I agree. So stick around, because next we've got the fan favorite, Prosthetic Perspective, with my dad, Big John, coming up right now. All right, so we're here with my dad, Big John. Big John, how you doing today? What's up, Jackie Moon? Just hanging out. You just got back from the Mainers game? I did get back from the Mainers game. So uh, kind of just tell the people what you do with the Mainers. I am the assistant general manager of the Sanford Mainers. I was the assistant general manager about 15 years ago. And I was the assistant GM and kind of like general counsel to the team for several years. And then Neil Olson retired, so I became the GM, and I was the GM for f- several years. And then it came time for Aaron Izarek, who is the greatest GM of all time, to have to leave the field after being voted manager of the year and come into the front office. So a man's got to know his limitations, and I knew for the team the best thing to do was to promote, to promote Aaron 
to general manager and demote myself to assistant GM. So now I'm back being the assistant GM. I agree. I think that was definitely the right thing to do. So Thank just uh, for the people who don't know what the Mainers are, just give them just a quick, quick explanation. So as a lot of baseball fans know, there are summer wooden bat baseball teams across the United States of America. The Cape League is the oldest and most prestigious summer baseball wooden bat league. And the NECBL is the number two league in the country. And the Sanford Mainers are part of the NECBL. And the commissioner, Sean McGrath, has done a great job with uh, the NECBL since he's taken it over. And he was in town tonight to see uh, the Sanford Mainers have a rough night. And even though it was a rough night, it was great to see the commish. He's a wonderful guy, and he always gives a big shout-out to Jackie Moon. Perfect. Love to see it. Love to see it. So uh, how do you think your experience has been over the past several years? More than several, but many years you've been involved with the Mainers. I don't think there's anything better than doing your community service for the town that raised you and for the town that you love, and you're willing to give back thousands of hours of community service to your town through the team. The flip side of that is sitting in bed, with your headphones on, watching TV, and suddenly on ESPN, they're interviewing one of the kids that played for the Sanford Mainers several years ago, and there's your kid playing Major League Baseball. And there's nothing better than seeing that kid who you knew back in the day, who is now uh, earning a living playing in the bigs. It's the greatest thing ever. Very true, and I know we had uh, Jeff Singer stay here, who's in the double uh, A. Philadelphia Phillies. For the, for the Phillies, and he was like a big brother for me, so that was pretty was. cool. And I think every time we go, we can always tell that they they do appreciate you in Sanford. They do. So I think you've done a good job. So Thanks. Kind of building on that, going to switch subjects here. What do you got on your mind today? Okay, I, I have to say that other than the fact it was great to see Jeff Singer when he was in town playing the Portland Sea Dogs the other night, and the whole fam went up to see him. If you're a Boston Red Sox fan and you are not troubled by what transpired Fired in London, England over the weekend, then you're not a Boston Red Sox fan. Agreed. That was an absolute embarrassment. And 21, love, run, 21 runs through two games. Is, is, and, and I do believe deep in my heart that you are going to learn someday that Major League Baseball intentionally introduced juiced balls into that weekend series because I think they wanted the Europeans to be entertained by our sport. But notwithstanding that, uh, it was really troubling. And I love our manager and I love our team. But we have no bullpen, and we are generally underachieving big time. I, I would agree with you there. Uh, it's pretty coming from coming well coming off a of World Series high. I mean, I wasn't surprised when it started to slow in April, but now it's July, and I mean we've gotten better, but not much has changed. So it's a uh, it's very concerning. I was thinking. Last year at this time, I was worried about maybe not making the World Series. This year, I'm not worried about. I mean, I'm worried about not making the playoffs. So, Thursday's July fourth, the All Star break cometh, and we are not anywhere near where we need to be. No, and I think it was a huge, huge issue to not address the bullpen in the off season. That may be the understatement I've ever made on this on your show. Yeah, no, I agree, and I mean, there's only so much you can do now at this point. You just got to hopefully. Hope they're one of the teams that come alive after the break and make a run. I hope so. I really have to, I really have to address free agency in the NBA. Yeah, um, we just did about forty five minutes on it. So okay, I'm not going to dwell no, on. No, you're it. good. Keep going. Nope. 
I'm just gonna say I'm sorry I couldn't be with you guys early, but I was at the Mainers. You know, but I just whatever, whatever want to you say, have. the Brooklyn Nets. Go with God, my friends, because if you are really going to sign Kyrie and KD, then you are making a deal with the devil. God bless you and carry on. That's all I have to say <laughs> about the Brooklyn Nets and the NBA free agency in general. Can we talk about my golf game briefly? Yeah, okay, go. For, yeah. for a fat guy with no legs, <laughs> I am just not getting it done. Christine Goulet, one of the greatest two-ball players in the history of America. Mm-hmm. She's a member at the Dutch, Dutch Elm Golf Course, a great family-owned golf course right here in Arundel, Maine. Absolutely. We are eliminated in the first round, and it's because of me, not because of her. It's totally 100% on me. The first round exit. We were champs last year. We were the kings of the free world. We have our names on the wall. And someday some kid's going to walk in there and say, who was John Webb back in 2018? And they're going to say he's a fat guy with no legs. He defied all the odds. He came <laughs> forward and played some golf like he was out of his mind. It didn't happen this year. And then lost in the first round the next Total year. Total first round loser. So. That's me. I mean, if you at least if you finish in the second place, you're the first loser. I'm yeah. like, you know, the 27th loser. I'd also like to talk about... Uh, a little public service message, if okay. you don't mind. Yeah. The governor signed into law last week. No more texting, no more talking, no more touching. No, Not talking, but no more touching your cell phone while you're operating a motor vehicle. That's fair. Hands off. It's all hands off. So if you can do it remotely, you can do it voice command. That's one thing. But there's no more touching your cell phone. And I'm telling you, you're going to see the enforcement of that law, which carries with it uh, certain suspensions. And I'd love to come on the show and spend a little more time on this. For sure. It's going to come with license suspensions, ladies and gentlemen, so hands off your phone. And in closing, i just like to say, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Just like to bring it up. I mean, he's on July 1st every year, he's getting $1.2 million from the New York Mets. And not, I mean, this, this is kind of every year with the Mets, but just to add fuel to the fire, to the dumpster fire, that is New York Mets and the shit show that's going on there. I mean, having to dish out some guy that didn't do anything for you, dish him out $1.2 million every year to what, 2036? 2036. 2036 is just brutal. That is just brutal to have to accept and dish out. I mean, I can't even imagine. Jack and I have a friend in Rockland, New York, Pete Howard. He's from Great Britain. He's now a U.S. citizen. We love Pete Howard, and we love Anna, his wife, and his daughter, Sarah. And they took us, or Pete took us, to see the Mets in the new stadium at MetLife Stadium. And it is absolutely the most amazing, beautiful facility. It really is. It really is. And it's too bad that you're going to turn that stadium into a dumpster fire. No, 100%. It, I, I don't even know. Kind of just the Knicks. I hope you're not a Knicks and Mets fan. Because you are in some dark times right now. Well, you know, I was asked this morning to pray for Stephen A. Smith, and I have all day. Yes. So No, he he can't even look himself in the mirror. He doesn't even know what's going on. Tears he, are flowing. Yeah, they really were. He he gave, put out a little instant reaction video last night, and it actually looked like he was going to cry. Like, not even fake crying for content. It actually looked like he was just generally going to cry. It was so sad. It was very sad. And I hope my appearance hasn't been. Jackie Moon, thanks for having me on tonight. Of course. I mean... I know we wish you could talk more. The people wish you could talk more. They probably want to hear you a lot more than they want to hear us. I think not. But we, this is going to be a very long podcast, so I just think we're going to cut it short right here. So we'll, we'll see you next episode. I appreciate it, brother. All good right. night. Night. All right, so that was my dad. So we're going to go 
kind of wrap this podcast up here, just not NBA talk, which it, knowing us, it just might turn into NBA talk again. But we got a shout-out, women's national team, big win over France in Paris. I mean, how do we feel about that? We're in the Final Four, USA. Uh, it's not the first time France has been overrun in France. Damn. <laughs> That's fact. You know, I'm all for it if number 13 is on the field. David's a dog and is in love with Alex Morgan. So, you know David's cheering for Team USA. Jones, any thoughts on the uh, – you watch any – minute of any of these Team USA games. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jones is just a football guy through and through, you know. He doesn't even think about soccer. He's he's in bed. He's dreaming about football. I mean... Basketball, too, occasionally. Yeah, occasionally, but you're a football guy. We all know it. So, also, free agency started in hockey, the NHL. Anyone care about that? All right. I guess guess that's how we feel about that. No one really gives a shit. So the last thing I really got to touch on is for some reason it popped up in my, like, tweets for you right at, like, 6.05 when NBA free agency started. And it was the MLB, and they released their all-star rosters. That might be the worst time to ever release your goddamn all-star rosters. No one gives a shit. Who's on the all-star team? Are there any Red Sox? No one on the Red Sox, so I don't care. Really? None of them? Okay, okay, my bad. I meant starters. Okay. JD and Mookie got reserves, but that's literally it. Okay. I mean, I guess while we're talking baseball, the Red, Sox, the Red Sox scored, what, 21 runs in the past two games against the Yankees, and they lost both. Well, so, when you're letting up 17, you're probably going to lose. Yeah, I agree, but it's just like, dude... You probably it's, pitch better. I agree. Dude, it's just so frustrating to just lose to the Yankees, too. be embarrassed by the Yankees in London with a new fan base. It's just tough as a baseball fan. But I think we've taken your guys' time enough today in this episode. Anyone, any last words? Uh, I'm just happy to be on the show again. Yeah, Thanks for having me, Jack. Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, it was fun. Me too. I think it was fun. And uh, we're definitely going to try to get – now that I'm home all of July, we're going to try to release an episode – on Mondays and maybe Wednesdays or Thursdays. So we're going to try to put two out a week. Don't, like, hold us to that because, you know, last time we released an episode was 13 days ago. Life kicks in. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. if anyone knows Jack Webb, it probably won't be that. (laughs) But, you know, hey, we we are, though, dedicated to this. I'm always thinking about it, always trying to find ways to get better. So I hope you listen to this episode through. Even if you just listen to a little bit, I appreciate it. But just keep sharing, keep spreading it, keep listening. So, uh, hey... Have a great fourth. Oh, wait. Fourth plans, boys. What are we doing? We getting lit for the fourth or what, huh? No, you tell me. <laughs> you know where I'll be. I'll be right on that beach all yeah. day, all night. We'll be having a good time. I'll probably sleep there, to be honest. We'll be having a good time doing nothing illegal. We're great kids. We're going to follow the law. We'll be in bed by probably 10 o'clock after the 9 o'clock fireworks. But Read a Bible. Read a, yeah, we might read <laughs> the Bible a little bit. I go to a religious school. Yeah. All right. Happy fourth. <laughs> Have a good weekend.